Welcome to Embrace the Spiritual Podcast. Join friends Michelle and Dawn as they share tips on how you too can open your heart, raise your vibration, and reclaim your sovereignty. Hear what they have experienced and overcome in their spiritual journeys while navigating this expansive spiritual multiverse. Discover how they transform their soul lessons from ordinary into extraordinary. Follow, subscribe, and share. Embrace the spiritual on all podcast streaming services, YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Go to EmbraceTheSpiritual.com for additional content and a list of upcoming episodes. To book an aura regression or raw Reiki session, contact Dawn on her website, alchemy-sacredsound.com, and Michelle on her website at energeticembrace.com. So today we are talking about forgiveness. And I know this is a topic that many, many people have difficulty with around the concept of forgiveness, because I think historically, it's been associated with forgiving somebody means that you're either agreeing with what what they did to you, or you're somehow absolving them of their responsibility, uh, whatever action or however they have hurt you. And that's actually not the case. And forgiveness, I feel is more of a self love technique than anything. When we talk about forgiveness, really, what we want to do is we want to remove that person's energy out of our space and give it back to them. Because when we're holding on to the trauma of the event, and yes, there's a lot of events out there that are deemed unforgivable. The reason they're deemed unforgivable is because we think we're forgiving or letting them off the hook for whatever the act was. And that's actually not the case. We are forgiving because we want to release that energy out of our space. When we hold on to that resentment, the anger, all of those emotions, yes, we need to process them and deal with them. You know, whether you're doing energetic healing, maybe going to talk to somebody about tools to help you work through the situation. But until we can truly forgive, we are keeping that energetic cord between us and that other person alive. So even if multiple people hurt you, you're keeping both of them active in your space and keeping that cord energized in a way because you're feeding your hurt and anger into the the cord that is still attached to them. Very true. And sometimes it just starts with forgiving yourself. Since we are you always, at least I am, hardest on myself more than I am on the other person. Unless I feel like they've really wronged me, but I usually feel like I should have known better. Why weren't you paying attention to the situation? Why didn't you stop and breathe for a second and do this and do that? You know, like you start what ifing yourself and just say, you know what? I was only equipped in that moment in time with only part of the information and it's okay because life is a unraveling process and each layer that you remove, you can see more truth or more untruth of the situation that has happened. And sometimes it's nobody's fault. You know, we, you know, put ourselves on a pillar sometimes and, or put other people on pillars. And it's hard to step down and say, you know what, that I'm not that with, you know, the way people look at us, how we look at others. Sometimes we just need to, you know, start from zero. We're all equal. And that's it. I mean, as kids, we're taught, you know, our teachers know everything, but sometimes they really don't because they have dysfunction and they've never done the work on themselves. So they really shouldn't be teaching in a teaching setting. (laughs) 
Right. I had a professor who would put down our our class all the time. I mean, it was really a dysfunctional situation. But looking back now, I can forgive him because honestly, he was trying to make a point, even if it was a poorly done point. And it made me realize I never want to treat myself like that. And I never want to treat anyone else like that. So there are sometimes beautiful examples of forgiving someone and telling yourself, I shall never do that to somebody. And thank you for showing me. I think that's a beautiful example, because you're right, the teacher and the professor in that moment is really projecting what's going on internally. And it's just projecting out to the class. So if you become an observer of that situation, instead of taking it personal, then you can recognize that whatever the act was, it is about that person, not about you. And sometimes that acknowledgement and that awareness is enough to go, oh, it wasn't about me. You know, certainly there's multiple situations and people say, you know, well, maybe you did do something. But to Dawn's point, we have to acknowledge maybe a growth and learning opportunity in that moment. The example of the teacher, I think is a good one, because a lot of times we do take things personally, and it had nothing to do with us. And so we feel that they wronged us. And maybe we are waiting for forgiveness for their actions against us. But really, there's no forgiveness needed, because it wasn't about us in the first place. And so really stop and imagine you as an outsider looking in at the situation and see if you can see the situation differently. I would guess that the majority of our listeners, if not everybody, has a situation where somebody has wronged them and they're struggling to forgive them. So I don't know who was scrambling my thoughts, but I tell you, this awesome thought I kept having when Dawn was talking and then when I I'd lose it, then I was talking and the thought came up again and then I would lose it again. And now I think I finally remembered what I was going to say. When we are holding on to the anger around a situation where we're trying to forgive somebody else, I know in my particular situation, forgiveness has been a huge thing that the universe kept putting situations in front of me where there was an opportunity to forgive and I didn't take it. So guess what? They're going to throw another situation at you. It may look the same, may look different, but they're giving you an opportunity to forgive. And as Dawn said, I think one of the hidden gems of forgiveness is not necessarily about others. It is about others, but it's really about forgiveness of self. And I know in many of my clients, when I'm doing Akashic readings, that's come up that have you forgiven yourself for that situation? And people are kind of taken back at first because, well, why should I forgive myself for that situation? And I know personally, what happens is we judge ourselves because why didn't I see it happen? Why didn't I see the clues? Or, you know, I had red flags and I ignored them. So all those little things. So yes, you weren't the perpetrator of whatever situation happened, but we end up judging ourselves because we didn't pick up on it sooner. And so it is really important for us to forgive ourselves. Because if we can't forgive ourselves, how are we going to forgive others? I want our listeners to remove judgment from the process of forgiveness. Because if we once we start introducing judgment, we're in our ego minds, 
We're not coming from a heart-centered perspective, and that forgiveness is going to be really difficult. And I know that when you're holding that resentment, it manifests as physical things in your body. Mine was my brain. Like It doesn't get any more obvious, but I obviously missed a lot of signs before that. So when you have things, if you go back, when did this start from a physical perspective, I bet you could trace it back to something. The point I want to make about holding on to that resentment, I remember hearing this one time, and I don't know if somebody coined it or so I don't have anyone to give credit to, but holding that resentment is like drinking poison and hoping the other person gets sick. So think about that for a minute. You're hoping something bad happens to that other person. Well, that's pretty arrogant to think you have that control. Really what you are thinking in that moment is I want that person to hurt as much as I hurt. But we can only control how we feel and react to a situation. It is none of our business of how they're dealing with the situation. If they go off happy-go-lucky, you know, are indifferent of whatever actions and, and hurt that they cause towards you, be satisfied with the fact that that person will end up having another lesson thrown into their lives that'll teach them and it might be more severe. That's all you can do is you got to release it. Absolutely true. When you hold on to resentment and other things, it just builds a bubble of anger. I feel like almost self-loathing too, because you kind of beat yourself up. I mean, at least I do when I've been in a situation and there was conflict and it's like, oh, I wish, I wish, I wish, but you didn't. So just let it go. And really trying to control that situation is that ego mind going, I should have all the power, but it's not your power. You have your power. They have their power. And how you choose to react to that situation is how the end is going to come for your side of it. So try to forgive yourself. Don't beat yourself up. We're all given different things that we are supposed to deal with at our point in time in our life. And it's all that we should have to deal with. And whatever else is something else, somebody else's that they're trying to bring into your situation. Just forgive them and let it go and forgive yourself and have the knowledge that next time something happens, maybe it's just trying to teach you a lesson to, you know, step into your sovereignty and say, hey, I'm sovereign. I can control the situation and deal with this in a different way. And once you start dealing with those situations, things are going to get easier. And again, it comes back to our thing about self-love. It is having a self-love for yourself to be able to forgive yourself all times and for all things. Now, if you're a mass murderer, that's going to be a lot harder. That's on you. (laughs) Yeah. Most times in a situation of forgiveness, you will never get the actual apology from the other person. So if you are holding on to that, the other person owes you that apology. A, sometimes the person could have passed away. So you won't get that apology. So it's really digging deep to release it because you're otherwise you're staying in the past, you're not living in the present. And it actually takes a lot of energy to hold on to that grudge, the hurt, the trauma, way more energy than it does to live in peace that yes, I may never get a resolve, I may never get an apology from this person. But why am I giving them that much control in my life? that I need somebody else's validation 
of the situation to come into my own power. You don't take back your own power by keeping that energy cord alive through the anger, the hurt, resentment. You are actually giving your power away to that other person. Think about how that feels. Once you just heard that you're giving your power to someone else. Do you really want that? Probably not. And it is about learning a lesson. Not they did anything wrong, but learning a lesson. In my case, my lesson was learning to trust my intuition because had I trusted, I would have seen the red flag sooner and addressed the situation faster and probably alleviated, honestly, years of hurt, healing, physical issues as a result. And that just brought up a thought I was having of where I've seen in my family situation with what went on with my biological mother passing away and then my dad remarrying and then his new wife believing all his lies. Mm -hmm. And they were so well crafted that even now, and it's been, hold on, trying to do quick math, over 40 years (laughs) that um, my you know, my adoptive mother still believes these lies, even though they've been gone. He's gone. My biological mother's gone. I'm in contact with my biological mother's family now because they wanted us to be in their lives and to hear the other side of the story. And I'm, you know, I'm a very curious person. I want to know about, you know, the situation and what happened. And I always ask questions because I'm willing to hear somebody's side out, you know, because there's always little bits of truth. The truth always comes through. But when you believe somebody so much that you can't even open your mind to their lies, you're hurting yourself. And it shows that you have not grown past, it shows you haven't grown as a person, just at all. I remember there was, I can't remember what specifically brought something up and I mentioned it to my adoptive mother and she was just like, oh no, 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 this never, you know, this is how it happened. And I was there and I was thinking, but you're only getting his side of the story. You never investigated more of this. And because you never investigated this, you never even thought that he could be the way that you know he is. So Don't, you know, trap yourself in a situation where that you can't look past what you've been told or what you thought was true. Because I know my mom needs to do a lot of healing and a lot of forgiving of herself because she, I see her placed in these situations and they keep repeating and repeating and repeating. And instead of forgiving herself, grabbing her power back and doing stuff that way, she is just perpetuating this on and on. It popped in my mind when you were saying that, that sometimes people don't know who they are if that story was different. So people latch on to whatever story they've been told, and then they're trying to decipher that story instead of just feeling into it and see what really could have transpired. And I think it's really important that you have to shouldn't say have to, that putting yourself into a vulnerable state is uncomfortable for a lot of people. But that is where you get healing is when you can be vulnerable with the situation and go, what did this help me learn as a result? Maybe nothing. Maybe you learned nothing. It was just some act and you might not learn what the lesson is, but are you ready to not allow it to occupy space in your world? Because the energy it's taking, people end up with high blood pressure and all these physical illnesses that they attribute to something else. But energetically, it's because we're holding on. And like you say, we don't want to believe that these people could hurt us that way. And as soon as we say, 
no, that person could never do that to me. Well, I think people are capable of a lot of things if they haven't done the healing themselves. Because when people act out or do certain things, there is healing within themselves that needs to happen. So something in their world has allowed the situation to transpire. So it's not that you have to feel sorry for them or anything. It's just being aware and observer of the situation. So almost think of yourself as if you were a counselor and both people were coming separately to you. And so you've got each side of the story, be that observer and see if you can look at it differently. Very true. And I want to just say that I'm not saying that you should go to a counselor and talk about your feelings because I know a lot of therapies that do not work. And I have known people who are like, but I have to be in this for the rest of my life to heal. And I'm thinking, you really don't. That's Mm -hmm. not part of healing or forgiving yourself. That's part of being, I need somebody to support to support my dysfunctional behavior so I can keep perpetuating it and doing it. And I don't want it to end. So please realize that if you're that type of person, and I'm not saying you are, think about why you're in this situation, why these things are happening. Why, if you're seeing a counselor, have you been going for so long and haven't left it? And I do have a beautiful story. My daughter's one friend was going to a counselor that was, you know, her parents were like friends with them. And I thought, well, that's a huge conflict of interest and stuff happened. And she decided she's going to take back her life and stop seeing that counselor, get off her meds mostly and start working out. And working out is a beautiful way to get in touch with the healing that you need. Absolutely. When we can move our bodies and be more physical and, and just feel anchored, that's going to help bring those other energies into alignment for sure. I know some listeners may be thinking, well, that's all fine that we're understanding forgiveness on an energetic level, but how do I do it? So obviously, there's lots of different ways. I think if you're considering a counselor, then just check in because as Don said, a lot of times, People can go to them for years and look how much money you're spending. It's not all about money. It's about getting yourself better. But is there a different way? We are meant to self-heal. And our higher self, as we discussed in, in previous episodes, that our higher self is very powerful if we can connect into that and get the guidance of how we can move through these situations. It could be, I know a lot of people aren't big journalers. That's something that I haven't fully embraced. But for those people that you can't ever get an apology from, feel free to write them a scathing letter. And it's important to physically write it down. Don't do it on your computer as tempting as that is, because when you have the physical act of writing, then you're actually helping to release that from your body. Write down that letter and on a full moon, burn it in the full moon. The full moon is all about releasing those energies and give it to the universe to take care of. That's a great way. I think that's a really simple way. And who doesn't want to you know, write that scathing letter? Because it's all those things that you want to say. If that person was standing in front of you, what do you wish you could say? As Dawn was talking about earlier, oh, I wish I would have said this, or I wish I would have said this. Just write it down. Great way to get it released. One of the other ways of forgiveness that I really like, and I'm not sure how many people have heard of this, but it's a Hawaiian teaching about forgiveness called Ho'oponopono. And we can throw a link up on our website, but it's spelled H-O apostrophe O-P-O-N-O-P-O-N-O. 
So ho-o-pono-pono. And it's really about the concept of bringing things back into balance because when you're not forgiving yourself and others, you are out of balance energetically. That's why the physical illnesses or maybe things don't go right in your world. That's what's happening. And this is just something that really it's a mantra for self-love. And it's super simple. This is something that you can say a thousand times a day. Anytime you feel that situation coming into your awareness, say this, you know, eight times, make it really, really feel it deep resonance into your system. And it's four simple phrases. I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. I'll say that again. I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. Do it sitting with your eyes closed. It's a little bit of a meditation. So this is a great thing that while you're lying in bed, before you get up, and then before you go to bed at night, and throughout the day, because you're giving that gentleness back to yourself. That's why it's self love, it kind of softens the situation. And maybe that's where you have to start is through Ho'oponopono is just start reciting this. You don't have to talk about the situation because at the end of the day, that's that's the story. We don't need to keep reliving the story. That is, I think, the challenge when you go to some traditional counselors is reliving the situation. People don't want to do this and we don't need to because you're just keeping it active by reliving the story. The reason this is so powerful is it requires you to acknowledge that wrong was done by saying you're sorry. So you're acknowledging the situation. Yes, there was wrongdoing. And by saying sorry, really, you're saying sorry to yourself. If the other person hurt you, you're not saying, you're saying sorry in general, sorry that the situation has happened. And it's just that acknowledgement, because we can't fix what we don't acknowledge. And you're acknowledging that love, that final said word, you're acknowledging love for yourself and others. People are doing the best with what the tools they have in the moment. And it's not about you fixing or erasing anybody else's mistakes. It's not total absolution of whatever harm or hurt that they have caused you. Ultimately, if you don't address those hurt feelings and do this forgiveness piece, they will bubble up later if they're not addressed. Beautiful. And we don't want them to bubble up again. We don't want to have to keep repeating this. You know, it's like Groundhog's Day. You want to don't want to keep doing the same thing that Bill Murray was doing day in and day out. We want to grow. We want to learn. We want to get to that next step, that next stepping stone in our lives to be able to say, hey, I made it here and I feel amazing and wonderful and I love myself and I love everybody else. And I've grown so much and I'm so proud of myself because this is all a learning experience. We all hopefully want to graduate and go to that next, you know, plane of happiness. Yeah, absolutely. And really true forgiveness is about attention and intention. When you truly work through forgiveness, it feels like that invisible weight that you've been carrying around has been lifted. Who wants to carry a big sack of potatoes around with them every day? Because that's what you're doing energetically when you aren't moving through to the act of forgiveness. Yes, because it's easy to hold on to the unforgiving yourself, but it's so releasing and so lightening and it hires your vibration to be able to forgive yourself, the person involved, and hopefully get yourself out of that cycle of repeating this same lesson that needed to be learned. Absolutely. You know, we've been addressing mainly 
when somebody else has maybe wronged us. But what if you find yourself on the situation where maybe you've done something that has hurt another person and you're the one that's actually seeking that forgiveness? Like, what can you do in that situation? A, be aware that you have hurt somebody else. Listen to what they're saying about how the situation hurt them. Admit your wrongdoing without making excuses. You can't say, I did this, but I had a really bad day at work. And then they come out and come home and take it out on you. That that doesn't fly. That totally cancels out any act of forgiveness that you're looking for. So don't come at the situation with excuses. I think it's very rare that people don't know they've done something wrong and hurt somebody. I think everyone's pretty much aware. There's obviously situations that happen where there may be other elements at play that they don't know why maybe something happened. But admit your mistake with integrity. Be sincere. Take that responsibility for whatever regrettable or mistake act. That's really critical in seeking forgiveness from others is taking responsibility. Also discuss what can you do moving forward to rebuild that trust? Because it's one thing to acknowledge and own the mistake, but how can you make changes so that the same situation doesn't happen again? Because just apologizing, I screwed up, I'm really sorry, and saying it will never happen again is like a fart in a wind. Gone just as soon as you said it. So that does not work. If you're really going to look for that act of forgiveness and truly make changes and looking for that authentic, genuine apology, it's not guaranteed. So don't expect just because you're being genuine that the person is going to forgive you right away. It's a process that you both have to go to or go through in order to do that. But build a plan of how you can rebuild that trust. So ask the person who is on the receiving end of your actions, what can what can you do in their eyes to make it better? And show up, be authentic, be honest, and if reasonable, do what they're asking. If it's a mismatch, then that's an another conversation. But at the same time, if you're the one that's been hurt in the situation, be sensitive enough to make the request genuine and realistic. Because putting unrealistic expectations of somebody's actions onto them, you're just going to be frustrated in the end, and it's not going to work out. So there has to be a genuine willingness on both parties to make a change. And sometimes people like, it just brought me, remind me of this job that I had. I was working as an assistant in a kitchen and I worked with this woman. I thought we worked beautifully together because I was a quick worker so I could handle the orders and she would always back me up because there was a lot of egos involved. Some of the higher ups were coming down on her saying, oh, you're too slow, you're too slow, you're too slow. And she asked me, am I too slow? And honestly, I'm like, I'm really uncomfortable, was really uncomfortable answering that question. I said, you know what? I don't know. I just do my work. And I made it about myself because that's all it comes down to. And unfortunately, she took it the wrong way. Mm. And that was the most uncomfortable situation because she got angry at me. But honestly, it was about 
Like we work well together. Who cares what other people think? And I guess I should have said that, but honestly, I just didn't feel comfortable saying it because we were in open kitchen and it just blew up in my face. And that relationship never repaired itself. And it was never meant to. I mean, I did say, you know, I'm sorry. Like we always worked well together. I don't understand. And some people just need conflict to make themselves feel better. So I ended up leaving that job shortly after, but I always thought, you know, if those big egos never got involved and came down on her, we could have had a really good friendship. But again, she should have realized that she was being manipulated as we all were in that situation. And there's a lot of unhealthy jobs like that. This business that I worked for has gone through so many people because they don't give you the foundation to work together peacefully. It's always, well, there's somebody in here that's not doing their stuff. And that's why we're not, they had a great business. They're making lots and lots of money. But sometimes when you make lots of money, it, it's that greed that gets you going, well, whose fault is it? Whose fault is it? Whose fault is it? Whose fault is it? And you have to realize, you know, and forgive yourself because it's not your fault. It is the mechanism of the greed that is driving people quit and to be not their best team player at all times. I forgave myself of that situation. I ended up running into her later on and we were fine. I do feel bad still slightly, but it was never meant to be after they came down on her. And I'm glad that I left that job. Yeah. So lots of situations that were put in, you know, look back on them and realize you made the right decision. And sometimes just quitting a job is the forgiveness that you need to give yourself to get your I got it there. <laughs> yeah, very true. I like that you shared in that story about somebody asking for advice about their situation. And it's a very slippery slope when you ask somebody for advice in a situation you are in, because they are going to give advice through whatever filter they have experienced in their life, and they're going to impose their opinions onto you. So you're giving away your power by asking them for their advice. And you know, if you need to get out of a, you know, dangerous situation, and you need advice where to go, I'm not talking about those situations. But I'm talking about those things where maybe somebody else has had the same situation happen to them. And they want advice, like, what should I do? Don't give away your power. That person is not in your exact shoes. They don't know all of the ins and outs. And honestly, by reliving and sharing that experience over and over again with people, you're keeping it alive, which isn't helping you heal. And as Dawn said, it ended up ruining a relationship because even at a work level, it just didn't make sense to stay there anymore. But putting yourself in someone else's situation, then you are kind of taking ownership when it didn't even involve you in the first place. Like Dawn said, you know, that still brings her some feelings of, uh, you know, feeling bad that that situation happened. And it wasn't even her situation. So don't feel obligated to help people. I think the best thing you could do is to just be a listener if someone does need to maybe vent and, and help talk through a situation, but ask questions back to that person about how they feel. What do you feel you should do? What feels right to you? And make it about the person who is actually involved in the situation and not make it your advice. And I think that's why a lot of times we don't share hurts and traumas that have been that have happened to us because we're fearful that someone's going to judge us because we maybe 
handled the situation differently than they would have. Well, it's really not their business to handle that situation. They're not in your shoes, whether it's something financial or in your relationship. That's not, you're here to live your life, not somebody else's. Take accountability for your life only. Right. And looking at the situation, you know, in these kind of jobs, they always pick on the weakest link in the system. So they probably wanted her out, wanted her to quit. And, you know, but it's hard to see when you're in that situation because you're like in there and people are, you know, looking at you. It's like, if I had, you know, stepped back and looked at it, I'm sure I would have seen they want her out. And this is their way of making her feel insecure about herself, trying to like that push, like, yeah, if we just, you know, start getting work on her mentally, she'll implode. And that's really not how we should be in a business. You should not work on that. You should work on your strengths because she had a lot of them. She was really good at a lot of things. So what if she was a little bit slower? She was always there when I needed something. And that's what matters. And that's what, that's why I was just like, who cares? You get me what I need. We work well together. And if you don't work well with somebody else, maybe it's the other person's problem and not yours, you know, but other people want to see in a situation and it's hard, you know, especially when you have the pressure of a job, you got to be on your tip top performance. You're always hardest on yourself, not comfortable when other people are asking you things, especially when you're in an open environment and everybody can hear what you're talking about and you're literally whispering to each other. Like, yeah. So forgiveness is something that doesn't come easy, but be willing to be vulnerable. Think of it as an act of self-love and step back into your power and your strength. Embrace forgiveness so that you can ultimately give yourself that sense of inner peace and happiness. Very true. And make the choices that will make you happy as part of that forgiveness to yourself. Absolutely. At the end of the day, we're here only to make ourselves happy. We are not here to serve others. Join us next episode as we discuss cutting cords and why it's so important to release energy connections that no longer serve your highest good. Follow, subscribe, and share. Embrace the spiritual on all podcast streaming services, YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Go to EmbraceTheSpiritual.com for additional content and a list of upcoming episodes. To book an aura regression or raw Reiki session, contact Dawn on her website, alchemy-sacredsound.com, and Michelle on her website at energeticembrace.com. Infinite love and gratitude. Thank you for joining us.